Hi, this is Erin Olson of Sandal Feet Ministries. Thank you so much for stopping by my podcast today. If you'd like more information about my ministry, please visit www.sandalfeet.org. Thank you again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, well, today is Ash Wednesday, the official first day of Lent, and I know many of you have already been to your churches and received the ashes from your priest or pastor, and uh, many of you will attend Ash Wednesday services tonight at your churches, and I pray, too, that many of you have, um, you know, started your Lenten devotional readings or, you know, just spent some time in prayer, and and, and as I contemplate this, the beginning of this season, I, you know, I'm just quickly reminded that... Um, Many in the church do not celebrate this season of Lent. I grew up in a Protestant denomination that did celebrate Lent. Um, I remember it in the church. I remember the different colors that my pastor would wear, the different colors in the church, the different weeks of Lent, if you will, um, the different readings. I remember Good Friday and um, also remember Monday, Thursday. Uh, I remember sometimes when the church would hold, you know, special meals during during the Lent season. And, and all of that, you know, to say that um, even now I struggle with it, uh, with Lent, only because now I'm in a different denomination. I'm in, in an evangelical denomination that doesn't necessarily, um, you know, celebrate Lent. And, and I know that my church is not unique to this, especially in the evangelical world. Um, and so... You know, what What does that mean then? How should evangelicals approach Lent? Is it something that we should just kind of snub our nose at um, and say, no, that's for the religious um, and, and not for the evangelicals or or uh, that's too steeped in tradition and, and there's not enough free movement in that or, you know, that's legalistic. You know, some of those are the things that um, we hear. And and so, you know, when I, when I think about it, um, last year when I was really starting to feel like the Spirit, Holy Spirit was leading me to draw closer to Jesus in a way that uh, he had just asked me to do. And, and I didn't really know what that looked like at that time. And, and I just kind of fell into Lent. And um, it just happened to coincide with that time of the year. And, and I truly believe that that was a God-ordained timing. And so I hadn't really thought about Lent in several years since we had switched denominations. And um, we celebrate Advent. I talk about Advent. I, you know, love Advent. And but Lent kind of just had become just something that um, wasn't thought about. Uh, you know, I thought about the Holy Week, the le- week leading up to Easter, and but I didn't really think about Lent anymore. And and so last year in 2015, um, the Spirit really, you know, just laid it on my heart to start thinking about that and looking at that. And and so I spent every day of Lent, all 46 days, writing a daily devotional, and um, that was released daily on my blog last year. And and this year it's been published. It's now available. Um, for purchase. I'll talk a little bit about that later. But um, And during that time, you know, every day when I thought about it, it wasn't about going through rogue motions. It wasn't about, um, you know, did I need to seek out a church on Ash Wednesday to go have ashes put on my head? Uh, did I need to avoid certain foods during the season? Did I need to do any of that? And, and for me, the answer was no. All I felt like uh, the Spirit was saying was, all I want you to do is to grow, draw closer to Jesus. I just want you to know Jesus differently. I want you to know him better this season. I want you just to spend some time sitting at his feet. And and that's where the name of my devotional came from, was sit at his feet. And um, just spending daily time at his feet, just looking at the person of Jesus, looking at the miracles he performed, um, looking at his character, uh, looking at his boldness, looking at his compassion, uh, 
just so many things, looking at, at the fact that he would give up his life for me and, and for you. And, uh, you know, what did that look like? And, and as I did that, I just felt a peace that I hadn't felt in quite a long time. Um, and just sitting at his feet, it, as, it was as if the world kind of slowed down for me and things looked different. Uh, I had put on a, a skin of Jesus, if you will. And, and so I looked at problems in the world. I looked at problems in my life. I looked at problems within others, you know, um, crises, whatever it might have been. I just looked at them differently because I thought, man, this same Jesus that lived, breathed, walked, was born and, and died, he still exists today because God's word says he exists. He's still seated on the right hand of God the Father. Um, and he sent, when he left, he sent his Holy Spirit for us who believe in him um, to give us that same power that he walked with and that authority that he had on earth. And I think, man, that's exciting. And yet somehow, some way, um, some of us just feel defeated and deflated and, and we struggle and that shouldn't be the case. And and so when I think about Ash Wednesday, you know, historically, uh, nobody can really determine exactly when Lent started, who exactly started it. Uh, there, you know, there's a school of thought. They thought they knew when it was, and then historians will come along a few years later and change that thought. And and so, um, but, you know, historically, Ash Wednesday has been a bit of time where people put the ashes on them um, as a reflection of a, a reminder of their sin. And, um, you know, similar, they'll quote Job and, you know, with a, out of the dust you were born, and out of the dust you will return. And, and uh, you know, they, they were sinners. And, and when I look at that outward symbol, I think, man, I could wear that ash every single day. I need to daily be reminded that I'm a sinner, that uh, God's grace was was so good and so gracious and um, perfectly washes me clean each and every day. But I need to live in that humility of I'm a sinner. And, you know, and, and it's not 40 days out of the year. It's 365 days out of the year that I need to be reminded of that. Not to burden or shame me, but just to keep me humble and just to keep me close to the cross and close to Jesus. And, um, you know, and, and also there's a time of fasting during Lent. You know, you're asked to give up something during Lent. And, um, you know, so so we have this aspect of putting ashes on our body and then in giving up something to fast from. And, and I wonder, um, you know, back in the Old Testament... When people did sin, they were required to wear these ashes as a sign of their as a sign of their sin and as a sign of their working towards repentance, um, so that people could see it. And but and when we were called to fast, we were called to do so in private. We were called not to groan, um, you know, and talk about it, and just to be humble in that approach. And 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 I worry about that today in the church because I think it's become such a anticipated action. Ash Wednesday, it's become you know, an Instagrammable moment where I see people now that I went to church and they take a picture of their ashes on their head. And, and you know, and really, um, if you go way back uh, to the early times of, of Lent, that they were really asked to, to, one, remove the ashes before they left the church. And two, if they did not remove them, to go home, to have a time of, of, of quiet contemplation for the remainder of the day, to fast and to pray. And um, it doesn't always happen. And so... Um, you know, what parts of Lent do we keep and what parts don't we keep? What parts are okay? What parts aren't okay? And, you know, the the problem is, is that it's man-made. It's not in the Bible. It's not scriptural. scriptural. It's not commanded. So we don't really know. So we have to go with what's best. But at the heart of it all, we have to remember that Lent is a season leading up to the death of Christ. And the death of Christ was necessary for our sins. And so... Um, Really, I mean, there's nothing wrong with spending 40 days or 46 days, if you will, um, at the feet of Jesus, 
absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, in fact, so many of us could do um, ourselves a great justice if we did spend 46 days with Jesus and just sit and just contemplate Him. And um, and so when I, when I think about should evangelicals celebrate Lent, I always say, why not? And I always say this because, um, you know, in the church, we get really excited about Christmas. Um, it's a big gear up, you know, and, and the whole world gets excited about Christmas, not always because of Jesus, but the whole world gets excited. It's like Thanksgiving. Once Thanksgiving is done, everybody gears up and there's, you know, 30 days of madness until Christmas. And, um, you know, and, and people say it's an easier time to invite the lost to church and this and that. And But we also have to remember that Easter also is a time where we can maybe talk about it um, because, you know, there's a frenzy around Easter, not nearly as much as Christmas, but there's a frenzy around Easter um, with family and, and holidays and, and Easter baskets and pretty dresses and, and all of that. Um, there's a little bit of hoopla built up around that, but we don't always see that that is uh, really spoken about outside of the stores who are advertising Easter things, um, but in the world, if you will, really until the week or two before Easter. And so we gear up, you know, we're on this, we're still coming off of this high from Christmas and then we go to this crash down, you know, kind of recuperating. Um, and depending on when Lent is, when Easter is, you know, it can come as early as like this year, February 10th, super early. We just celebrate Christmas. And and then so, and then we can come up quickly um, in March. And then it's like, oh, Easter's coming up next week. And, you know, in preparing ourselves for that. And, and I don't know about you, but um, it can kind of be a shock to the system. It's like we, we celebrated his birth and we're so quickly celebrating his death. And, and how do we go from that transition? And I know as evangelicals, we do a great job of sharing the gospel and, and thinking on the gospel each and every day, each and every week in our services. But we have to remember, too, that not every church is doing that. Um, we have to be cautious because we know that many churches aren't preaching the true gospel. They are preaching a gospel that is custom fit for their audience. And so we need to be careful not to assume that every church is sharing the gospel week in and week out with the people who go there. And um, so what better way to prepare for Jesus' death, to speak about his death, burial, and resurrection, than to prepare our own hearts, um, just to spend some time with Jesus. If, if you feel like you need to fast from something, do something that glorifies Jesus. Do something that grows your relationship with Jesus. Don't just give up chocolate or Diet Coke or, um, you know, I don't even know what else, Starbucks, if you will, for 46 days, uh, just so you can say you did. Like I said, I grew up in a Protestant denomination. Many of my friends grew up in uh, denominations that did practice Lent, uh, Ash Wednesday fasting. And I remember occasionally, since I wasn't required, I would occasionally, you know, try to fast from something. Um, but nothing that brought any glory to God. I mean, it brought, you know, accolades to myself because I could say I went 12 days without whatever, you know, and I'm working on my 13th day or, um, you know, it gave me something to talk about, but it wasn't anything that I did personally to glorify God. So, but if you're choosing to do something to fast in order to take something away from yourself, um, that's great. And, and in my blog today on sandalfeet.org, you know, I, I outlined a few ways that maybe you could give up, um, that you could fast in order to grow your relationship with Christ. And, you know, one of those ways, alcohol, lots of people give up alcohol during Lent. And I think that's awesome. If you do drink, that's great. Um, not that it's great that you drink, but it's great that you give it up for that many days. Um, because, you know, take that time, that, that, that resource that you had, that you relied on 
and turn it to Jesus and see how much your relationship will grow. Um, I also talked a little bit about, um, you know, social media. You know, take that time that you spend on social media and use it for something else. Read your Bible. Um, read a devotional. Read a, a Christian book that has to do with a topic you're struggling with. Um, give up television, maybe. Maybe just during your high peak hours. Um, something that could help you... Um, you know, spend time with the Lord a little bit more. Um, sometimes we're rushed, even those who have a quiet time every day with the Lord, you know, you give 10 minutes, but what about giving an hour? Um, just think how much greater your relationship would grow in these in these next few weeks if, if you spend an hour with Him. Um, you know, relationships. Are you relying on your friendships, your relationships um, to fill your void in your life instead of Jesus? And if so, maybe you should fast from some relationships. Um, and just spend some time with your best friend and make sure he's still your number one priority. Um, you know, things like that. And so I would challenge you to do these things, not because you have to do them, but because you want to do them, that you choose to do them. Um, nobody's watching. Nobody's taking a poll. And if they are, <laughs> you need to maybe think about whether or not that that's the place that you need to be. Um, because your relationship is never burdened by somebody else. Your what is required of you comes directly from Jesus himself. And so um if you are are fulfilling what he asks of you, um you've got to be careful to to not walk that slippery slope of religion versus Jesus. And so um but we need to remember at the end of the day that Lent is, you know, all about Jesus. It, it's kind of a just a solemn remembrance of who he is and what he did for each and every one of us who believes in him that receives that free gift of eternal life from God because we believe and trust in Jesus as our Savior. Um, outside of that relationship, nothing that we do during any time of the year has any other bearing or, or difference in our life and cannot buy our eternity. Um, you can go to church. You can put ashes on your head. You can fast from something. But if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it's all for naught uh, because works don't get us to heaven. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 is very clear about that, right? It's a gift from God. It's not works so that we can't boast about anything that we do. And boasting is, is pretty high during the Lent season if we're not careful. So um, I just challenge you this year just to, just to spend some time sitting at the feet of Jesus. Just think about him, contemplate him. Um, if you've never participated in Lent before, maybe this is a year for you. Maybe just say, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I'm in a church that tells me to do it, or I'm not going to do it because, you know, everybody else is doing it, but I'm going to do it because I feel like I need to be a little bit closer to Jesus right now. Um, and, uh, and I want to be more like him and I want to share him with the world come Easter. And I want to really know who he is. Uh, I want to be confident that I know who he is. Um, you know, and, and maybe that'll help you get on track. If you feel like you've swayed a little bit, if you've gone a little wayward, come back to him. Just sit at his feet. He's going to welcome you there. Um, there's some beautiful pictures in scripture about people literally sitting at his feet, listening to his teaching, um, pouring oil over him and wiping their wiping his feet with their hair. Um, you know, people that uh, shouldn't have been that close to Jesus, Jesus, and yet he let them be there because he loved them that much, just as he loves you. So I hope that this season of Lent is different for you. I hope that it's um, something that just reveals um, great mighty things uh, that your life has changed because of this time that you spend with him um, that if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior that this year is the year that you do that you that you don't just know religion that you don't just know your denomination that you don't just know your heritage but that you know Jesus the Savior who came was born in this world who died on that cross for you 
uh, in rows again on that Easter Sunday. So I pray that for you. I pray that for each and every person listening. And uh, so if you'd like, you can order my book, uh, my Lent devotional, Sit at His Feet, Choose What is Better. You can go to my website, sandalfeet.org, and click on the book cover there. And there are some buying options. Um, If you like it in print, you can order it in print. If you are an e-reader on your phone or your iPad or your handheld device, your smartphone, uh, you can download an e-version through uh, Kindle, Amazon Kindle, and Barnes & Noble Nook, and Apple iTunes iBooks. Um, There's lots of different options. So if you choose to do that this year, that would be great. Um, I know that I was blessed by writing the devotional, and I pray that if you do read it, that you are blessed by it as well. So I, I pray, again, that you just have a wonderful Lent season. Thank you. Have a great day.